talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us. Chris, it's wonderful to see you today. You're back. Good to see you too. Yeah. You had a nice romantic... Well, yeah, you had a nice romantic getaway with your husband, which um, is kind of part of our show today, not your vacation, <laughs> but uh, we have a husband show today. Our husbands are going to be joining us here today. All right. It's Valentine's week, St. Valentine's week. So we had to bring our men back on. That's right. We did this a few years ago and it was really popular. We got a lot of good feedback from it. <laughs> Either that or they wanted to know who was crazy enough to marry us, right? <laughs> That's right. Who puts up with these broads, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh golly. well let's let's <laughs> let's start with prayer and entrust this next half hour to our blessed mother name the father and the son and the holy spirit amen hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen name the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Chris, as we were preparing for the show, I couldn't help but think about that shoe game they play at weddings where they like, they have the bride and groom sit back to back and they take their shoe and they ask them questions and they raise the shoe up if they agree or disagree and stuff. So we have all these questions we're going to kind of go through to have, uh, to, to hopefully inspire, hopefully to have some fun with today with our husbands. Well, it's funny. You thought of that. And I was thinking of the newlywed game. How are we all going to answer the questions? <laughs> Will we answer the same? <laughs> well, and I thought of the newlywed game, but really seriously, between the two of us, two our mar- two our both ma- our marriages, we have 73 years of marriage. So I think that's a lot of collective wisdom there that we can yeah, share. Yeah, you guys have been married 63 years. Wow. Yeah, I know we don't look at Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Joel and I have been together 33 years, and you guys yeah. make that 40 for you, it sounds like. Yeah, so 73 years here between the two of our marriages. Wow, yes. amazing. Great. Yeah, that is good. So yeah. we have this truth, beauty, and goodness segment every week. And so, Chris, what what is your truth, beauty, and goodness for this week? I think honestly, it's it's St. Valentine's Day week, and so um, I would say my husband is the truth and beauty of my life. <laughs> I agree. I think I I would say the same for my husband, Lynn. I think the um, permanence of marriage is a beautiful thing. There's goodness and there's truth and all that, and that's that's one of the things that are are it's taught our truths of our Catholic faith about marriage. Yeah, and being able to after thirty three years, being able to rest in and there's peace. You know what I mean? Um, just because of the unconditional love, not because there's nothing to do. You know, right, right. Peace there's of, just a level of comfort and familiarity that it's just it's it's a little bit more of a, a relaxed kind of um, place of being mm-hmm. and secure. There's a security Amen. for me. Yeah. Amen. Well, should we bring them on? Let's do it. All right. Let's introduce my husband, Lynn. I'm glad to be here. Hopefully we can be entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband, Joel Magruder. Welcome, honey. Thank you. Pleased to be here. (laughs) Well, Well, go ahead, Julie. Should we hit it? Go go to the first uh, thing that uh, question we came up with. First question. Draw it out. (laughs) Yeah. So what is, okay, I'm, we're, how about if we ask you this question and then we can answer after you, how has your spouse surprised you in the past? Honey, I'll let you answer that. 
well, funny story. Uh, when we were dating, I was taking Chris out for an after movie cocktail and we showed up and ordered our drinks. And as the drinks arrived, the waitress put the whiskey and water in front of me and she put the, yeah, uh, fuzzy navel drink in front of Chris. <laughs> and Chris looked at the waitress and said, other way around. I learned my my bride-to-be was a bourbon and water drinker. I was impressed. <laughs> I know. And I wouldn't think Chris is a bourbon drinker, but she <laughs> likes her good bourbon. Yeah, that was actually our first date. And I just I just cracked up. I'm, fuzzy navels were the thing that you ordered back then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, Many it, years ago. Yeah. yeah. I emasculated him inadvertently. Yeah, she taught me how to drink bourbon. <laughs> Okay, so our question for you guys then is, what is your love language? Well, um, mine is acts of service. Mm. Hands down acts of service. What about you, Lynn? According to Julia, at least, mine is uh, words of (laughs) affirmation. Words of affirmation. Right. Julia had to uh, tell me what the five love languages were, and I was in the process of deciding which of those might fit, and was told it clearly was words of affirmation. <laughs> Just by years of observation, I came to that conclusion. Okay. okay. I would but I do know, that. but like when Lynn does something for me, and it's especially a surprise rather, but the simple things like maybe he'll, you know, clean up the kitchen and surprise me. I just, that just really melts my heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one's for you guys. What, what are you? Oh yeah. What are your love languages? That's a good oh, one to hear from you. Lynn wants to know what our love languages are. So mine's acts of service as well. Yeah, I'd say quality time and physical touch. Um, I love it when we can be together and uh, um, and even holding hands, I really appreciate. And hugs, I think that also transmits to family yeah. members and yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that quality time, really intentional, setting aside time, complete undivided attention is, uh, is always a trick these days. But yeah. it's, it's very, yeah. very valuable to me. Yeah, that, you know, when, when I discovered the love languages, it was kind of transforming, too, for me as well. Yeah. So I, um, the next Do you guys question, have a nickname for each other, Julie? Uh, you know what? I was going to ask you that because, <laughs> I, sadly, I don't have a nickname for Lynn. He's Lynn. So, so my nickname for Julie uh, demonstrates the number of years that we've been married and our age, perhaps. But for many, many years, she's been hoser, which... Those in the audience will recall is from the Great White North movie. Oh yeah, the hoser. Holly, that's great. That was why we were dating. Was and, uh... <laughs> that's hilarious. I, it makes me want to sing. Yeah. That's funny. How about that's you guys? Uh, well, I call Joel honey. Yeah, I call her sweets. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Just kind of the typical, you know, pet names for each other, I guess. But that's what always comes out. Mm. And sometimes it's sweetie, but honey and sweets. We are we are candy lovers. <laughs> well, it's perfect for Valentine's St. Valentine's. It is. It is. Well, this is Chris and Julie, and you're listening to Catholic Women Now. We have our husbands on today for St. Valentine's Day week. Um, just talking about things that um 
we are finding endearing with each other and and we have some more things to share after this break so stay with us here on the iowa catholic radio network would you like to get more involved as a volunteer intervisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions but our nursing staff can't do it alone our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates receptionists and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year if you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. To Catholic Men Now. This is Joel Magruder with my co-host Lynn Nelson. We're happy to be here with our wives celebrating Valentine's Week. <laughs> Joel and I don't really want to brag too much, but it was by popular request that I became Catholic Men Now. So from <laughs> now on, that's um, that's the way the show will be known. <laughs> so, for so today only. Questions of marriage. And uh, I understand Julie has a great question for us. When did you know that things were getting serious when you were dating? You want me to answer this? Yeah, take it away. (laughs) So on our third date, Joel and I were dancing and um, we came into this moment where our eyes connected. I mean, you know, they, their eyes connect, you know, but they connected in a way that was so profound to both of us that we didn't want to look away. And yet it was uncomfortable because it was so, it was an intimate, like hatching of our eyes. I can't explain. It just went so deep that we were uncomfortable. We wanted to look away, but it was so awesome that we kept looking into each other's eyes. And I think that's when we knew that something very real was happening between us. So, yeah. Yeah. And to build on that a little bit, it was, it was the gaze, you know, the gaze and it felt like there was a like a, like a purity, um, where I think we were both just willing to be with one another. And I think that led to our trust, you mm-hmm. know, just our trust with one another. Mm-hmm. The beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Okay. When did you know things were that's, getting serious. That's very beautiful. I just want to make a caveat before I tell how I knew things were getting serious is that we started dating at 16. And so we had a little bit different perspective of life, but um, I knew things must, there was something happening. I'll put it that way. When Lynn's a farm boy, he came up on a, uh, came to pick me up on a day. We'd been dating about four months and it was a hot July afternoon. He he picked me up on the motorcycle and off we went. And I said, where are we going? He goes, well, I, before we do anything, I got to go check the the sows because it's hot and I want to, I got to make sure they're not getting overheated. And I'm like, okay, so we go down to this farm and we're in a pasture driving around in a motorcycle, stopping and checking a houses for sows. And I'm thinking there must be something here. If I'm on the back of this motorcycle in a pasture with this guy <laughs> <laughs> and look at 40 years later. I completely agree with that. I knew that when this uh, city girl in her hometown of 250 people in the city girl was okay being out in the dirt and grime on the farm 
I knew she um, <clears throat> was taking our relationship seriously. <laughs> that's cute. Oh, that's cute. Well, let me ask you guys the next question. And this is a little bit more serious, really. But um, what challenges have you guys experienced and um, what have they done for your marriage? You want to take that or you want me to? Well, well, I think that really the um, it kind of took us by surprise when it happened. Not that we weren't uh, not expecting it, but I think it's with um, the parenting challenges that came up and some things kind of came out, you know, like how we were raised, started to kind of come to surface and how we navigated those those times. I will have to say, though, and I think Lynn would agree that um, they have brought us closer together. That is in those moments and those challenges, we grew together and trust and loving and appreciating having each other to bounce ideas, to go through, to talk. And um, that's, so I think it's been some parenting things for us. Mm-hmm. How so about you guys? It probably helped you guys to come to know each other better, too, in, in getting you. How, you, how you were raised, how he was raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's worked out very beautifully. We began to understand how to dovetail the two things, took what's good from both of our backgrounds and put it together. And I think we've uh, really created a beautiful way of parenting now. And and it's really helped now that our kids are adults, too. And as as they grow, we she never really stop parenting in a way, but um, it's a different kind of parenting, I think, accompaniment. I would agree. So um, how about you two? You have something that you want to share in that regard? As I look at like challenges that we've experienced uh, um, as a married couple, uh, the the hardest I think track that we went through was just with the death of our of uh, of our fathers. Uh, my dad passed away a little over five years ago, and Chris's uh, father this past summer. They were they were uh, independent experiences, but they 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 carried a lot for us and and you know, emotionally, it was very, very challenging for, for us as a individuals and as a couple. And so thankful that we could go through those experiences together, you know, to have a, um, a spouse who's giving you unconditional love at a time when you're feeling such a loss is, uh, is so critical. And so I'm, I'm really thankful that we, we had the marriage that we've had, and we were able to witness that with our parents um, in their own respective marriages, but certainly that was really, really a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, we know you guys well, you know us well, and it is fair to say that it's faith that really gets us through those moments, right? And you mentioned that unconditional love and that love, putting ourselves aside for the for what's best for the other. I mean, that's really what brought out for us in all these challenging situations. It's like, I, you know, it's not about me. I, you know, if we're going to get through this, we have to get through it together. And what does that mean for me? And, you know, I would add to that our Christian community who reminds us of some of those things sometimes when, when we're not probably in the best place. Um, Yeah. The week that my dad was dying, Julia, you probably remember this, but there's a small group of you guys who all came and just surrounded me and prayed with me that for probably an hour or so. And that was so important for me that week. And so, um, yeah, the Christian community coming around and reminding us of those things during those times also was yeah. important for us. And as a spouse, witnessing that is just incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's so beautiful that way. And I think the other part that we witnessed was just the beauty of the marriage of our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, at that time of uh, 
a, a body declining to be able to witness their love for one another. That was really remarkable mm-hmm. and inspiring. Yeah. It's really beautiful to see the different parts of the marriage vows start coming to life and reality as you go through your marriage in life. And then you, like you said, I was thinking like till death do us part, you know, loving each other to the end and seeing that in our parents and then knowing that, that that's what we, we will be doing, right? God willing, you know. God willing, yes, yes. exactly. Well, so we have just a little bit of time left in this segment. So I'm just letting one of you men answer this question. What do you consider the greatest blessing you've experienced in our marriages? And this, this is uh, easy children by a mile, hands down. Joel. Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs) Amen. Amen to that brother, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and added with that, I'd say the way that we've grown in our faith, uh, maybe me especially, just in the way that we've been able to come together um, through faith. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's that's a great answer. Honey. Wow. You know, it's that sacramental grace, right? It's mm-hmm. the grace that comes from the sacrament. Helps you to live it out. Even, uh, you know, you don't get that when you just go to the court, you know, to get married. It's it's the sacramental marriage, the graces that help you to live out being married. It's such mm-hmm. a gift to us. Such and the graces come as you live it. It doesn't come first. It right. comes as you live it. Right. You, you, that's absolutely, that's such a good. <laughs> well, you're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Chris Magruder alongside Julie Nelson, her husband, Lynn Nelson, and my husband, Joel Magruder. And we're so glad you're listening. Stay tuned. We will be back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. It can be easy to look at how someone is dressing or acting and judge them. But have you ever thought about how much grace is available in these situations? The next time someone makes a questionable decision, instead of judging and condemning, uphold their dignity for them. We do greater good by lifting them up in prayer and respecting their personhood than if we mentally tear them apart in our thoughts. We can uphold the dignity of others even when they are unable to recognize their own value. Catholic Women Now here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, where we are having a really great discussion with our special guests today for St. Valentine's Day week, our husbands. So Joel Magruder is joining us. My husband, Lynn, is joining us. So we have been taking turns asking each other questions here. And uh, so Chris and Joel, um, the question that we want to put to you guys is, what do you do when you're going through a period when you don't feel that loving? In other words, you've lost that loving feeling. You've lost that love, yeah. loving feeling. You go ahead and answer this one, honey. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you just keep singing to me. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a, a natural process. And, and uh, um, I think I was surprised as a young married man to realize that can take place, you know, at times. And, um, and, and, I think making the decision in advance to just continue to do the next right thing, the next loving thing to try to remove self-interest 
um, from the equation um, kind of helped me to get back into it. And then we were given advice as a young married couple that we should um, not always expect to have feelings precede our actions. Like you feel in love, therefore you can act lovingly. Sometimes you need to act lovingly. Um, and then, then the feelings follow the actions follow the, um, um, the feelings follow the action, mm -hmm. such as giving, giving a hug, maybe even when it doesn't feel like you're really wanting to do that. And that helped tremendously. Yeah, definitely. I know there were times, um, when Joel was really busy working from 7am till 9pm and I had three kids at home yeah. and, um, I remember he came home one night and I was just, you know, you just kind of like, you're in the motions. You're not really thinking about how can I love this guy? And, um, then he, he sat me down and he goes, I need to have a talk with you. And I thought, Oh, what, what are we going to talk about here? And he said, I've set up a weekend and the kids are going to, you know, go be with your sister and our brother-in-law and, and we're going to go have a weekend in Kansas city. And that was huge. It was at a time where it was, you know, probably we were just too much going through the motions and that was just huge for our marriage. And so we often do talk to focused couples when we would do marriage um, prep and we would tell people just what Joel said. Some, you know, prayer is a huge part of marriage. Right. Also, right. Um, you know, and, and there've been times where it's like, I got to go to my room and hurry because I'm about to blow my top. Um, but then there are the times where you do just have to do the next right loving thing. And the feelings do come. It's a choice. It's a choice. It is. That's what I was thinking. Love is a choice. And um, first the action and then, and then the, the the grace right comes right these are a byproduct and i think yeah. people know that these days yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, we've kind of, we've experienced that too as well actually we just had that recently happen to us where we were getting caught up in our lives and um we took four days and went to the lake just a simple thing like that and lynn took some extra time off and we just reconnected it was wonderful yeah it's so good you guys well let us ask you a little question here okay what truth of marriage from a sacramental perspective has helped you guys the most in your marriage? You want to start that? Okay. He's pointing at me. Um, I would have to say when I realized that God had planned from the beginning when he created me for Lynn to be my husband from way back, you know, when he created me, knew I was going to be living in this time and I would meet this man and be riding on a motorcycle through a hog lot with him. <laughs> that I would fall in love and this would be his, his plan for us. I think that uh, the whole idea of understanding marriage and what marriage was really radically changed for me when I ran, uh, read, was invited to be part of a study to um, read St. John Paul II's um, encyclicals on marriage. And that totally rocked my world and changed things. How about you, Lynn? Maybe I'm restating what uh, Julie just did, but largely it's trusting that, God put together what no man should put asunder um, and carrying that day to day, month to month uh, is really important. Yeah. It sounds like a little bit of a review from what Father Altier had said to us a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. Yeah. And just that goes back to the sacramental graces. I would say one more thing that has helped me with the loving putting the love back there is to see my husband like Christ sees him, mm. you know, because sometimes I get my mind going. I'm like, Oh, he did this and he did that. And he's not, he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. But just to look and see, okay, how does Jesus see him? And uh, that's helped me reorient myself 
and too. out of myself and towards it, him, you know, thinking of him more. It helped him too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the next one here? Um, what is it? How has your spouse changed over the years for them? Yeah, hi, that's a great one. How has your spouse changed you over the years for the better? For the better. Um, the weight has fluctuated. <laughs> um, Jill, do you want to take this one or you want me to? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of ways, uh, but I, I laugh at this question because I remember when we were first dating, the thing I was like so impressed by how I was growing was learning how to like identify my emotions and then share them with Chris is like, whoa, new world. And uh, that was the first step of her sharing with me how to how to change over time. But I think the the, the key component for us has been our faith life, how we've really developed as a couple in the way that uh, we worship and uh, the things we participate in. And it's, I know it's growing me for the better in a, in a big way. And I see that really at work in Chris. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And he, he, he challenged me to uh, get on the planes a lot more than I wanted to in the beginning. And that was a challenge for me. And, and it has a, the Lord has walked with me through that too. <laughs> so I'm good now. For the most so part. Some of what you said is reminds me of our number one job is to get our spouse to heaven, yeah, sure. you know, you know, to do that. Well, I'm going to say, I always am a play it safe girl. I don't like to take a lot of risk. And what Lynn has done for me and then having three boys on top of it is challenge me to adventure, to hike, to zip line through a jungle, to go down a steep ski slope to, you know, to do those type of venture vacations and, um, and, and to just get out of myself and do them. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Lynn? Julie, through a very concrete way, change me and our marriage by my becoming Catholic. Oh, wow. Um, I became Catholic at age 49 and certainly would not have done so if not for Julie's influence. Mm. What a blessing. What a blessing. Wow. Hey, Jules, we're coming close to the end of our show. I know. I know. We're going to have to wrap this up. This has been so much fun. And I hope you, the listeners, have enjoyed it, too, listening to us. I, I think people kind of curious about us, Chris, sometimes what our our life is outside the, the Catholic Women Now show. And, well, let's just do a quick prayer here. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of my husband, Joel. Thank you for the gift of um, the people who went before us to show us holy examples of marriage. And thank you also for Julie and Lynn's gift of example of marriage too. We ask that you bless us. And St. Valentine, pray for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Now go do impossible things with God. Today's Catholic Women. On the voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa.